Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So let's get into it. The Fed just announced that they are going to pause interest rate hikes. Now, usually, and we'll get into this in just a moment, once the Fed pauses rates, the next step is not up, usually down, meaning a pivot. But let's go right over into this story from CNBC, check out exactly what happened. And this is on top of the CPI data coming out where the CPI went from 4.9% down to 4%. That's the thumbnail that we use. In fact, let's check that out first. We'll go over my Twitter feed right here. I just uh, tweeted out this chart, I think yesterday. So US CPI, and I know this understates it, but this gives us a proxy as to what it's doing overall in the economy, even if it's at a higher level. We see the core, which is what the Fed pays attention to. Well, I think they pay attention to everything, but what they say is the core, so less food and energy, and they always say, volatile food and energy. They always have to add that adjective for some reason. This is this blue dotted line. You can see it's come down, but what's really falling off a cliff is the headline CPI. If you guys have been following this channel, this is exactly what we predicted. Exactly. So I don't get everything right. Uh, I get things wrong just like anybody else, but this is one that we absolutely nailed. And uh, back in 2021, you know, we were talking about inflation because of the stimmy checks, supply chain disruptions, et cetera. We are talking about how inflation was not transitory. And then back in, 20, in fact, it was, it was very close to just pegging the date as well. But I remember doing a whiteboard video back in the middle of 2022 where I said that I very rarely get predictions. But although I've been in the inflation camp lately, now I'm, I'm switching. I'm going into the disinflation camp because everything that created the inflation to begin with is kind of dissipating. So the supply chains are getting better and all of the stimmy checks that went out, those are coming to an end. Now we still see the purchasing power for a lot of the poor and middle class, high velocity money, if you want to look at that, uh, still at levels that far exceed 2019. The basic, basic principles, the basic uh, fundamentals, the variables that went into creating that inflation Again, those levels were coming down. So we'd accept, expect to see the rate of inflation come down as well. Now, a lot of people get confused. They think that because we have disinflation, that means that we have deflation. They're like, what are you talking about? The prices I'm paying today are way higher than 2019. Yeah, but that's still disinflation. If the inflation rate goes from 9% to 4%, prices are still going up. And they're still way, way, way higher than they were in 2019. But it doesn't mean that the inflation rate is still 9%. It means that it's 4% or it's coming down. Now, obviously, it's probably higher than 4%, but it was higher than 9%. The whole thing is, again, is using this chart as a proxy to determine which way inflation is going. And so uh, I, I said, I think in that video that I thought maybe Q4, Q1 of uh, 2023 that we would see disinflation. And that's exactly what we've seen. And uh, another person that just pegged this was our good friend, Lynn Alden. And she said that it's, and I agree with her, it's really about fiscal. Uh, they are running huge fiscal deficits, but the next wave of inflation will most likely come when we do have a crisis predicted by the yield curve and the government comes in and does CARES Act 2.0, but instead of doing $5 trillion, this time they do $10 trillion, as an example. And that's what could take us into that next wave of inflation. Another thing we've been talking about on this channel nonstop is the fact that inflation never goes up in a straight line. Never, ever, 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 ever. And I know even back when inflation was 8 9%, and I said, oh, I think there's going to be some disinflation, I got a ton of, of uh, pushback, to say the least. 
from people saying, are you crazy, George? Inflation has never gone down. The genie's out of the, the bottle and the Fed can't tame inflation and you know all of these things. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. I'm not saying that the 2020s isn't going to be an inflationary decade because I believe it will. But again, inflation in the 1940s and the 1970s, the two main inflationary decades that we have to look at, it doesn't go from 2% to 4% to 6% to 8% to 12% to 14% to 20% to 22% to hyperinflation. That's not the way it works. Even in Weimar, Germany, inflation didn't go up in a straight line. It was, it was extremely volatile. Look at the 70s, 40s. It goes up, comes down, goes back up. 1947, as most of you know from watching my videos, the CPI is over 19%. And two years later, it was negative 2. Negative 2. Even going back to the GFC. Remember 2007, 2008? What was inflation? Uh, right off the top of my head, I'd say 5, maybe 6%. And what did we have in Q1 of 2009? Deflation. Negative 1, negative 2%. And then it went right back up. It's not like the early 2000s were an inflationary time frame, right? So these things, it's always a roller coaster ride. It's never straight up. So we could, we should have expected, just based on that alone, that inflation would also come down. We'd have disinflation. And then we'll most likely have even, I would guess now, a wave of uh, outright deflation when we have a crash. And again, I'm not saying that prices go back to 2019. But if prices just go back to where they were three months ago, that's still deflation, right? It's like we saw in 2009. And then you see that next wave of inflation. So overall, the decade itself is very, very inflationary. But you have inflationary times, disinflationary times, deflationary times. Okay, so now let's fast forward to what the Fed did today. Like we said earlier, they paused. Here's a real-time article from CNBC. Chairman Powell speaks after Federal Reserve rattles markets with higher rate outlook. So this is, I can't believe they still fall for this. Can you? And what I mean by that is for some reason... The market, and I think this is just short term, the market continues to take the Fed at its word. I mean, how many times do they need to cry wolf before you're like, yeah, I don't really care about what they say because every single thing coming out of their mouth is just propaganda. But but yet the markets still hang on their every word. Think, is it not obvious what he's doing? He wants to curb inflation, but he knows that he needs to pause rates based on the fact, most likely, that the CPI went from 4.9 down to 4.0 in a month. Looks like we've got disinflation. So it looks like those interest rate hikes are working their way through the system. Okay, but he can't come right out and say, I'm going to pause, because then what the Fed thinks is that market participants and the real or the average Joe and Jane will look at that and say, oh my gosh, the Fed is pausing. Let's buy asset prices. Let's buy homes. Let's do all these things that they think are going to increase the rate of inflation. So he can't come out and say, I'm pausing, and I'm just going to wait for the data to see how it plays out. No, he has to do a hawkish pause. So he has to do, just for market psychology, based on their worldview. He's got to come out and say, well, how can I pause, but it, yet at the same time, not stoke aggregate demand or not stoke risk taking, go further out the risk curve or risk on, whatever you want to call it. Well, you've got to come out and pause, but then you have to say, but don't you worry. Don't you worry, market. This might be a pause now, but you're not off the hook. 
no way, no how. We're pausing now, but just you wait. By the end of this year, we're going to be up to 10%. We're going to hike two or three more times. We're going to blah, 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 you know. Uh, stick out your chest and and you talk tough because that's what he thinks he has to do in order to get the best of both worlds. Again, keep rates low, but at the same time, keep aggregate demand decreasing and therefore unemployment going up slightly. You know, they don't want unemployment to go to 8%, but they'd really like unemployment to get up to, let's say, 4.5. And this is the way to kind of psychologically thread that needle. And the fact that the, like I said, the market participants in the mainstream media CNBC still take him at his word and don't see the ruse here is staggering to me. How do they, after all these years, how do they not see the game they're playing? It's obvious to you. It's obvious to me. And I'm just some random idiot on YouTube for heaven's sakes. And you guys don't have an economics degree. You guys probably don't have a finance degree. You're just an average Joe and Jane. But yet it's crystal clear to you, but yet somehow it's not clear to Steve Leisman. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Hey, guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So in case you're wanting to hear some details, uh, the Fed keeps their benchmark range from 5 to 5.25. So keep in mind, reverse repo there, right around 5, discount window, call it 5.23, 5.25. And that's important because, uh, you know, they're paying the banks, let's say 5.15, guessing that's IOR. But the, the main rate there is reverse repo. And why is that so important? Because we know the one-month treasury, the three-month treasury is going not just several basis points, but if it's going way below, like 50, 60 basis points, Below reverse repo, that means that there's some serious problems in the system. There's some serious counterparty risk because there's a need for collateral. And keep in mind, this would be happening at a time when Janet Yellen is flooding, flooding the market with treasuries. Remember, she's going to send a, uh, she's going to issue once they got the debt ceiling done, which they did a week ago, two weeks ago, she was going to issue a trillion dollars worth of T bills just within the span of a month or two. So all that supply, you'd expect the price to go down. Uh, you'd expect the interest rates to go up. But like what we've seen, I'm trying to click on the chart here. Okay. With the one-month treasury is that what has happened? It's gone, the, the yield has gone down. And it's getting closer and closer to reverse repo, which is supposed to be the Fed's way of controlling the, the floor of overnight interest rates or something that would be equivalent like one month treasury 
So even though Janet Yellen is going to flood the market with all this supply, the yields are still going down, which tells you a lot about the level of counterparty risk that is within the system. Okay, getting back to the Fed statement here. The odds of July rate hike are about 61%. Who are these people that are predicting this? 61%? You know what's shocking to me is people just don't look at history. I mean, this is not rocket science, people. Just look at what they've done in the past. It's almost like people have selective amnesia, that they don't even want to look at what happened in the past because they assume that it just holds no bearing on what they're going to do in the future. And I just think that's, boy, to say that's weak thinking, or I think a better way to say that, it just completely is void of any intellectual curiosity or or intellectual honesty. Look at, this is a chart of Fed funds. And the reason I want to focus on this is let's look at the gray bars. This is the recession. Show me the time. Show me the time going back to, and we didn't have a recession there, where I guess you could say they did this in 19... 81. Okay, so we've got one time. So let's go back here. We've got data going back to 1957. So 1957, once they paused, as you can see, they did not take rates back up. Once they paused, the next step was pivot. Okay, how about 19, late 1950s, going into 1960? You see this little flat line here? That's a pause. What happens next? Up or down? Ah, that would be down. What happens next? Right here, late 1960s. They pause, and then what happens? Ah, that would be down. You see where I'm going to this? Pause, 1973, down. Now we have this uh, this situation where they did not do that or something a little bit different, 1981. But okay, it, it's all based on probabilities. So right now, we've got four times it went one way, and one time it went the other way. The next time. So now we're five and one. The next time, same thing. So now we're six and one. The next time, 2000, exact same thing. Pause, then pivot. So now we're seven to one. Here, GFC, exact same thing. Pause, pivot. Now we're eight or nine. I'm losing track uh, to one. Exact same thing during the Cervasa sickness. Now we're 10 to one. So at the very least, 90% of the time. When they pause, the next move is not up, it's down. And and now let's think about this. What do you think the Fed was saying back in 2006? Do you think they were saying, oh, we're going to pause, but the next rate hike is most likely going to be down? Or do you think they're saying that, oh, we're going to pause and we're just going to, we're not going to give you any idea what we're going to do next. We're just going to be data dependent. What do you think they were saying back then? Answer, the exact same thing. They weren't pausing here in September of 2006 saying that, oh, we're going to pause and then we're going to pivot. No, they're saying we're going to pause and then likely they're saying the same thing. We're going to keep raising rates. We're going to be hawkish. We're going to be tough on inflation. So this is just a a one or two month pause, but don't you worry. After that, we're going to keep hiking rates. Then what do they do? The exact same thing they did every single other time before with the exception of 1981. And it's good. I can't say that it's going to be, but I can say there's a 90% probability that it's going to be the exact same thing now. And that's exactly what the smart money, the bond market is predicting that once they pause, the next move is very rarely ever up 90% of the time it is down. 
regardless of what they're saying or what they said in the past. So why should we listen to what they're saying now? Just look at this chart for heaven's sakes and ignore what Jerome Powell is saying. And again, it's amazing that just some blowhard like myself on YouTube that has no experience in this, almost flunked out of high school, never taken an econ class, never taken a finance class. Can, can It's just plain as day right here. I mean, a, th- a third grader could figure this out. But yet, for some reason, the mainstream media just completely ignores that. It's like history just doesn't even matter. So they say the metric, talking about the CME Fed Watch tool, uh, hasn't moved much since Tuesday, even as central bank indicated the dot plot. Why we're looking at the dot plot, who knows? It's just another, it's a psyop. It's all, that, that's all the Fed is. It's one giant psyop. What? That's all the, the dot plot is. It's a, it's a psyop that's produced by the psyop. <laughs> oh, geez. And look at this. Powell declines to call June decision a skip. Why? Why would he do that? Why would he refrain from using that language? Why back in 2019, when he obviously did quantitative easing after the repo spike, why was he so adamant? Don't call, whatever you do, do not call this QE. And the mainstream media, oh, don't listen to those idiots on YouTube in the alternative media space that are calling this QE. What do they know? This isn't QE. Just listen to Jerome Powell. They're just buying short-term uh, T-bills. Duh. Why, is, why are they so careful about the wording? Because it's a PSYOP. That's all this is. If it wasn't a PSYOP, he wouldn't care what you call this. He wouldn't care if you call it a pause or a pivot or a skip or a call it whatever you want. Why is he so careful about the words that the media is using? Again, because this is all psychological head games. This has nothing to do with reality. <laughs> Jerome Powell was reluctant to describe the decision as a skip. Well, what would you call it? Like, like reluctant. So Powell's the skip, I shouldn't call it a skip, the decision. What does that even mean? The, the decision was to skip, idiot. It's one and the same. However, he did not push back on the question that described the decision as a skip. Wow. The, the mainstream media has completely just fallen off a cliff. And the mainstream media is just utterly worthless, other than just as pure propaganda for the central planners and the authoritarians and the politicians. They're, they're, they're completely brain dead. They're sitting there actually trying to debate and, and, and as though this is relevant as to what Jerome Powell is calling this, whether it's a decision or a skip, when again, that third grader, it's obvious that a skip is a decision, for heaven's sakes. They're one and the same. <laughs> whether you skip, pause, pivot, I don't care what you do. It's a decision, for heaven's sakes. You know what? It's like, it's like Josh saying, hey, did you uh, skip lunch today? And me saying, oh, no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? Skip lunch. Like, yeah, but you decided not to eat lunch. Well, yeah, but I didn't skip lunch. It was just my decision to not eat lunch. That's how stupid this is. (laughs) Uh, The clown world we live in. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. I'll see you in the next video.